If you're a little bit nervous that you're not quite ready for Christmas in your beauty business, then never fear because in this episode, I'm going to give you the kind of short-term crash course in how to make the most of Christmas in your beauty business, even if you've only got five or six, maybe seven weeks left until the big day. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Well, it is if you go into any supermarkets because I was in one the other day and they were already playing Christmas tunes and it's November. But as a beauty business owner, you need to be thinking ahead. You need to be ready for Christmas way in advance of anyone else really thinking about it. And to be honest, you probably should have already had your Christmas plans in place by now. But never fear, if you haven't got that done just yet, then this episode will help get you back on track and still enable you to make the most of Christmas in your beauty business. Why? Because this time of year is an amazing opportunity for you to really kind of bring in some big money, stack some money up in your bank account. So you've got that comfort, you've got that kind of financial security blankets as you head into the new year, when typically for most beauty businesses, things go a little bit quiet. So it's no secret that I'm a huge fan of Christmas in every kind of way. I love uh, the excitement of it. I'm a big kid at heart. I love the decorations. I love the fact that everyone's a little bit nicer to each other at this time of year, but probably more than anything, I love the opportunities that come up as a business owner at this time of year. Now, a lot of people kind of get all caught up in the craziness, the fact that people are buying presents and maybe tell themselves stories about how people haven't got money because they are already spending it on other people. Well, I have got some news for you because I've long expected that you can really, as a beauty business owner particularly, you can really stack some money up in your business around this time of year. And so a couple of years ago, I did a little bit of a study. I took 35 of my existing clients that I had access to their financial information for. And don't worry, I asked permission to do this before I did it. And I kind of tracked the money that they made over the seven week run up to Christmas day. So starting around about now. And what I found was that on average of those 35 businesses, um, they took in 22% of their annual turnover figure in just the seven week run up to Christmas. And that was the average. Okay. Now, obviously these were clients of mine. They were sort of a little bit prepared. They had some plans in place and things like that, which I am going to tell you in this episode. But the one thing I really want you to take away is that three of those 35 uh, businesses did over 33% of their annual turnover in just those seven weeks. So that's a third 
of all the money that they made in their business in a year taken in just the seven week run up to Christmas. So that's kind of where I want your head. That's where we are now. You can still put these plans in place and you can bring in that amount of money into your business over the next few weeks. And that is an amazing place to be heading into the new year where, as we have found from the last couple of years, you never quite know what's around the corner. Okay. So a couple of little figures for you to back this up as well. Now, the Office of National Statistics claim that in the six-week run-up to Christmas, the average person spends, uh, on average, £900 more in that six-week period than they do in any other six-week period in the year. So there's more spending going on. And that makes sense because people are buying presents. They're maybe treating themselves a little bit more. They're going out for dinner, uh, maybe buying some new clothes themselves for the parties and things like that. But of that £900... 20% of that money is spent on people's own selves. So spent on yourself. And again, that's probably clothing and, and, you know, maybe getting a new haircut, maybe uh, having a makeover, maybe buying new products, all those kind of things. And it's that money that I want you to target in your beauty business. So I thought, let's have a roundup of all my favorite, my best, my easiest, quickest, ideas to make the most of Christmas in your beauty business. Now, some of these I have shared before. So if you've listened to some of the older episodes, then some of these are going to be a little bit familiar to you. But as we've said before, repetition, 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 the more you hear these things, the more you're likely to actually go, oh, that's a good idea. I might actually put it in place this year. So first of all, I wanted to remind you about the money triangle. Okay, I've spoken about the money triangle many, many times. Um, But it's basically the three key ways that you can make money in your business. Now, if you imagine a triangle and the three points of the triangle are uh, at one point, you've got treatments and services. Okay, so that's probably your main focus, uh, the bulk of where you make your money, treatments and services. Now, then you've also got retail products. Okay, probably depending on your business, probably slightly less than the treatments and the retail. uh, Sorry, the treatments and the services. But remember, the retail is to some degree unlimited. Treatments have generally speaking, some sort of ceiling price. And, you know, you've only got so many hours in the day. Now, the third point of the triangle is gift vouchers. Now, I'll probably mention this a couple of times in the episode, gift vouchers in most parts of the world cannot be considered revenue because you haven't delivered a service or a treatment or a product for it yet. However, it is a promise of future business. And therefore, it is better to have that money in your bank account and a gift voucher in the hands of your clients than not. Does that make sense? So three points of the triangle, treatments and services, retail products, and gift vouchers. Now, the force multiplier that makes all of this work is obviously marketing. People need to know that you have the treatments and services and that you supply the retail, and they also sell gift vouchers for all of this to work. Now, the problem is at Christmas, when it's really important to remember this because you can maximize every single one of these, Problem is you've got lots going on. Your clients have got lots going on. You've got lots going on personally because, you know, you're probably thinking about um, getting ready for Christmas in your personal life. You know, at home, you've probably got presents to buy for people, for kids, um, and all the other things that kind of happen around this time of year. So it's going to be no surprise to you that I think that the best way to approach these next few weeks is to have a very simple but very clear plan in place. One that you can put in place in about 10, 15 minutes and then simply refer to as you go through the next few weeks. So you're not having to think about it and you're not having to keep it all in your head. That's exactly what I'm going to help you put together in this episode. And in fact, I've got uh, a download for you. I've actually created a planner for you with 
the spaces for you to put all the information that we're going to go through in this episode today. And if you want a copy of that planner, all you have to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash Christmas, and you can download it from there. That's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash Christmas. Get my planner. And then as you go through this episode, you'll be able to fill it in and you'll have a very simple plan to follow to maximize money, business, and clients, revenue, and everything in your business over the next few weeks and also going into the new year as well. Okay, so we're going to cover that too. So first of all, let's cover retail. Now, retail seems like a strange place to start. Like I've said, it's probably secondary to the amount of revenue you make from your treatments and services. However, at Christmas, again, depending on exactly the type of beauty business you have, but um, there's usually Christmas products made available to you from your supplier. Okay, so most beauty businesses will work with a key one or two product houses, and they'll usually release some sort of gift sets or Christmas sets or Christmas packages or something like that at Christmas. Now, if you haven't ordered your Christmas stock yet, okay, you have permission to pause this podcast now and go into, actually not just yet, because I've got a couple of pieces of advice on how much and what product to purchase. But you've got my permission to, once I've covered retail, to pause this podcast and go and get that done straight away, okay? Is that a deal? Excellent. So retail product at Christmas. First of all, what do you order? Uh, constant challenge because you obviously want to order as much as possible because you think you want to sell as much as possible to make as much money as possible. But also remember that you don't want to have loads of stuff left over in your business after Christmas. So a really good idea here is to look at what you sold last year. Okay, maybe last year is not a great example. Year before that. Uh, have a look at what you've sold before at Christmas, okay? And see what products sold well, see what was easiest for you to sell, what you shifted most of, all those different, what your clients asked for, what sold out quickest, all those kind of things. And then order based on that information. Now, I want you to stretch yourself as well. So do order slightly more than you ordered, than you sold before, okay? So you can stretch yourself, but don't go wild. Don't make that assumption that the more you order, the more you'll be able to sell, because we all know that's not exactly true, okay? So challenge yourself, but don't order too much. And have a think about what people are looking for as well. You know, given the situation they're in, people are probably going to be a little bit more at home than normally at Christmas. You know, people are going to want to go out. It's probably going to be a bit more at home time. So, you know, things that are going to be pampering at home, even like candles, candles always sell amazingly well at Christmas. So things like that. Think things what's happening in your area where you are, the season that you're going into, all those kind of things and, and order accordingly. Now, in order for you to sell more retail, you need to maximize the opportunities for merchandising. Okay, now merchandising can happen in a number of different places. I'm going to cover two main places here. First of all, in store. So in your salon, in your store, in wherever it is you work, where your clients come into over the next few weeks. Okay, now remember the key lessons here. Eye level is buy level. You know, wherever your eye level is, that's what people see. That's what their attention is drawn to. And that's the place that you want to have your retail. But the great thing about most beauty businesses is there's not just one eye level, okay? People don't just stand up in your business. You've also got areas where people sit down. Potentially, you've got a bed that people lie on. You know, if you've got a hole in the bed, you can always put some merchandise underneath the bed. Why not? Um, but make sure that you're putting your products and your uh, offerings in the line of sight of where people are in your business, okay? Switch up displays as well. You know, if you've got a normal retail display, make sure you make a change, at least one at this time of year. So it's changed. So people, again, people's attention are drawn to it because it looks different. Remember the power of three. Again, our attention is much more easily drawn to odd numbers of things, especially when they're slightly different sizes. So if you can group products together on a shelf or on a 
surface or something like that in threes, again, that's going to attract people's attention. Another key that I always say is price everything. Okay, people are still a little bit nervous when it comes to asking for the price of things because some products can be very expensive and people don't want that embarrassment of asking the price of something and then feeling like they have to back out of it if it's not something that they are uh, able to afford or, or willing to pay for. So price everything so that people don't have to ask that question and that way you kind of rule out that as a bit of a barrier to people making a purchase. Promote what you have, obviously. Make sure you've ordered the stock in, first of all. And don't remember, don't only order Christmas stock. Order the stuff that you know in your business sells really well anyway that people want and maybe want more of at this time. So order the really common, fast-moving stuff as well so you've got that in stock to be able to sell to people because there's no point in merchandising and promoting things that you don't actually have in stock because at this time of year, you probably get one opportunity when they're thinking about it to buy. If you don't have it in stock, chances are they're going to just go and get that from somewhere else. Okay. Um, keep changing it up as well. You know, if you've got clients coming in regularly over the next few weeks in the run up to Christmas, make subtle changes to your display. So again, things keep seem to keep changing and it draws people's attention. The more you can get people's attention, that's the key to them starting that buying decision process. Now, uh, previously, I've talked about window displays when it comes to merchandising. Now, more and more these days, obviously, where we work has shifted. A lot of people have shifted from working in salons to working from home, working from uh, kind of cabins, um, working solo in different spaces, all that kind of thing. So a window display on like a high street um, may not be as relevant anymore. And equally, people aren't as out and about as they were before just walking past. So the window display thing is still valuable if you have footfall past you and you have a window, then this still applies. But more of it now is probably geared towards your social media window display, i.e. the post that you're putting out on social media, particularly Instagram, as that's such a visual medium. So the general rules still apply. The rules that I've talked about before for window displays still apply on social media too. So things like movement. You know, previously I've said, if you can inject some movement into your window displays, and again, very easy at this time of year, bit of tinsel, little fan in the corner, just gently blowing that around, bit of movement, it attracts the eye to your window display. If you're doing this on social media, use a tool like Canva and put some small animated bits and lines and things in your posts. So again, it attracts the eye when people are scrolling through their feed. Use standout colors. Okay, it's very easy at this time of year to fall back on the traditional Christmas colors of greens and whites and reds and silvers. Everyone's going to be using those colors. So how about you go for some different colors at this time of year so that your posts stand out and your window display stands out more than anywhere else. Probably more for window displays, this one, play with heights. You know, have your products and things at different heights, stack things up. Don't just have stuff you know, on the one ledge and maybe a shelf. Easiest way to do this at this point, wrap up some boxes and Christmas wrapping, stack them on top of each other easily, and then place your products kind of on top of those so things are all different heights. So you're the, the eye is not only attracted, but moved around your window as well. Probably more difficult on uh, social media, but again, you could mock up a display if you don't have a window, uh, wrap up some boxes, put your products on them, and then take the pictures as if it was a window and show people that. But again, you've got different things going on in your images. It's not just a shelf with some images put on it and a picture of them. And finally, remember that previously I've talked about you've got different passers-by on your window. So I previously talked about the people who, you know, already know what you do. So they come by your window and stare in your window and really take a good look. You've got the people who walk past your window and you want their attention to be grabbed 
And again, that's where the things like movement come in. And then if you're on maybe a, a high street or something like that, you've got people who drive past. So their attention span is going to be even shorter. So you probably need something big, like a big sign or something like that to really grab their attention. Well, the same thing applies now on social media because you've got uh, the equivalent of each one of these passers-by. You've got your followers. They're the ones who are probably going to look at your posts and really stare at them like the people who come and stare in your windows. Then you've got the people who are slightly aware of you. They're the browsers, okay? They're probably going to just kind of slowly scroll by. But again, you want to capture their attention. Then you've got the drive-by people. You've got the people who are kind of quickly scrolling by, but you want to capture their attention quickly. So big, bold colors, some great big wording on some of your posts might grab their attention, which could be really useful. Now, remember the basic skills of selling and promoting and all of that kind of in thing in your business. Listen to what people are saying to you, okay? If someone if someone's saying something about their skin or some of the seasons have changed, listen to what they're saying and then explain how something that you have might be able to help them, okay? And also at this time of year, don't be afraid to ask about friends. You know, if they've got friends that they're going to be buying things for, ask gentle questions about them. You know, if they're struggling to buy a present for someone, say, oh, well, what kind of thing, you know, what kind of skin do they have? Or, you know, have they ever tried this particular treatment or something like that? Don't be afraid to start conversations that could lead to you suggesting something as a present for someone else. So this is where your product knowledge is going to come in really handy. But remember, keep your product knowledge to yourself. Only talk about the benefits and what it's going to do for your clients and for your clients' friends. Offer more. You know, if someone kind of reveals to you something that they're struggling with or something that their friend's struggling with that you might be able to help with, you know, don't just stop at one product. Don't think, oh, I've made a sale and that's my job done. If there are two products, three products, a regimen that could actually help more, don't be afraid to offer the big thing, the whole solution as well. Okay, you don't know what people are willing to spend on themselves. You don't know what people are willing to spend on others at this time of year. So don't be afraid to go big. Okay, and finally, have the stock. I've already mentioned this, but there's no point in you going to all the trouble of helping someone solve a problem and talking about a product if you can't actually supply that stock. Now, if you can get it quickly from your supplier and you know you can, then you're okay, but better to have the stuff in and then only talk about the stuff and promote the stuff that you have in stock to be able to sell to your client straight away. So moving on to treatments then. Now, treatments the great thing about treatments at this time of year, again, for most beauty businesses, is they kind of tend to sell themselves because people want to get things booked in by Christmas. And this is the same if you work in skincare, if you work in massage, if you work in nails, lashes, um, hair, all these different things. There's, there's kind of this psychological deadline, both to Christmas and the end of the year. So people want to get things booked in. So depending on the type of business you have, hopefully, you've already seen an uptick in the treatments that are coming in. But let's help that along, shall we? So you can use scarcity. So the first thing you want to do is contact your most regular clients and make sure they know that they need to get their treatments and products and sorry, their treatments and services booked in before Christmas. Just spark that off in their mind, okay? Then once you've got the most regulars booked in, remind the kind of secondary most regular people. Tell them, and this will start to happen, tell them that bookings are now short because people have started to book up the next few weeks. And then if you still have gaps after that, tell everybody else, use scarcity. Say, you know, last few slots available before Christmas. You don't want to miss out. Book now. Last few appointments available this year. Use those kind of terms and that will trigger people to actually take action. And equally, be specific. So if you want to fill certain slots with certain treatments, 
you know, make that clear in your communication. So again, say things like, if you want to get yourself a full body massage booked in before the end of the year, you know, make sure you contact us today before all the slots go, that kind of thing. So that way it's kind of being very specific. It's telling people what they want to book or what you'd like them to book. And also reminding them that they slots are going fast and need to take action quickly. And then also think about what to focus on as well. So remember that your clients are short on time probably at this time of year as well. So what treatments can you suggest that are quick but still make you plenty of money? Um, what's that uh, are best for retail opportunities? So make sure you're focusing on treatments that ain't make you money, but also are really kind of geared towards you being able to start that retail conversation. So here I'm thinking like, facial treatments over massage treatments and things like that. These are very general advice, but it's things to start to think about in your mind. So remember that your clients have less time too. So how can you even take existing treatments? Maybe speed them up if possible. There's no need to do discounts at this time of year. No matter what type of beauty business you have, you should absolutely be able to fill all your treatment slots without needing to do any discounts, simply by using scarcity and specificity, as I've said many times before. Think about your staffing levels, okay? If you have staff in your business, if people work with you, you know, how can you maybe maximize your staffing levels at this time of year? So if you've got that demand coming in from people, you know, make the most of it this time of year. Can you convince your staff to work a little bit extra? Can you add some extra shifts in there? Is that possible for you to really maximize the amount of treatment revenue you're bringing in at this time of year? And also um, opening times. I remember when I was a kid um, and shops were traditionally only open from like nine till five uh, around Christmas, sort of, I think it was like probably around now, middle of November, um, shops in the city used to open late on a Thursday. So they'd open like till eight or 10 o'clock or something like that on a Thursday night. And it was kind of this big thing. You used to go out on a night into the center of town and kind of go to the shops and do your Christmas shopping and all the lights were on and everything like that. And it was kind of a big deal. You know, now shops are just open late all the time, but could you do anything like that? You know, could you open slightly later or open slightly earlier or open on additional days or for longer hours? Again, you can make a big deal about it. You can talk about it in your social media, in your emails and all your communications and fill those slots with more bookings, again, to maximize your treatment revenue at this time of year. And then don't forget to let people know that you've done that, okay? There's no point in just doing it and hoping it would fill up. Make sure you let people know, make a big deal about it, create the buzz around there. Again, just like when I was a kid and the shops opened late just a few times a year. Now, marketing, when it comes to all these things, remember, you've got in-store marketing, so you can use posters, leaflets, postcards, you know, make everything festive. It's really important this time of year to really embrace the whole Christmas thing. Don't just use the same stuff you've always got. That won't attract people's attention. You need to really put the Christmas um, vibe into people's minds when they see things. Word of mouth is really important at this time of year. Remember, people are probably seeing people a little bit more now um, coming out of what we've come out of, but also at Christmas, they tend to speak to their neighbors a bit more. They maybe speak to family members a bit more to find out you know, what their kids want for Christmas and stuff like that. So remember, people are talking to each other more now at the moment. So leverage that. Make sure your clients know what amazing offers and, and events and things you've got coming up and try and encourage them to tell their friends and contacts as well. You've got uh, online. Okay, so you've got your website, you've got your socials, you've got your emails. Christmasify these as much as you can. It could be as simple as whatever colors you choose to use for your Christmas promotions. Just kind of lightly dot those around your emails, but make them look different in some way so they stand out. You could even put in place a special Christmas referral scheme. Now, if you've already got my VIP referral scheme in place, 
you don't need to change anything necessarily unless you are bringing in like say a special christmas treatment or something like that you could kind of tag that onto your referral scheme but even if it's just a case of getting some different cards that are very clearly christmas based to kind of nudge people a little bit more into using them at this time of year and also remember there's lots of local community and business events going on as well this time of year can you get involved in any of those you know can you take what you do along to those use those to promote what you do get involved invite people in hold an event all these kind of things to let the community when we're in a more kind of community-minded spirit to get out there and come in and see what you do. And obviously, if you are linked already through referrals with any other businesses, you know how can you maximize those at this time of year too? Now, thirdly, gift vouchers. Okay, this is really the big one. This is the huge opportunity at this time of year. Okay, so going back to the stat that I shared at the beginning of the episode about doing around a quarter to even a third of your overall turnover at this time of year, that's going to be mainly down to gift vouchers. You know, you can maximize your treatment revenue, you can maximize your retail spend quite a bit at this time of year, but so much of the opportunity at this time of year lies with gift cards or gift vouchers, whichever you use. Now, like I said, I analyzed 35 clients and the average did 22%. Three of them were over 33% of their entire annual turnover done in the next six weeks. The lowest, I will say, was 16%, but still very, very respectable over just a six-week period. So a quick recap on vouchers and how to make the most of them. So first of all, vouchers, remember, are not generally speaking revenue themselves. You've not delivered a service or a good yet for them, so they're not revenue. However, they are money in your bank and they are a promise of future business. Wouldn't you rather have someone's money and the promise of future business than just hoping that people will come in and spend money with you next year? So it's great for cash flow and it's great for confidence in the business that's going to come in next year. And there's a couple of other really cool tweaks that I'm going to share with you in a second to really maximize that going into the new year too. And remember, whilst it should never be your goal for selling gift vouchers, not all gift vouchers get redeemed. In fact, surprisingly high amounts of them don't get redeemed. Um, I've heard from clients I've worked with in the past, mainly in the spa world, but numbers from 40 to 60% of vouchers that are purchased do not get used which essentially means as long as you put in place the right terms and conditions, that is money that you get to keep and turn into revenue for never actually having to deliver anything. Please don't make that your goal for selling gift vouchers. Please try and use it to actually build business, but that's always going to happen. You're always going to get to keep some of the money for never actually having to deliver a treatment. And the flip side of that is when people do come in with gift vouchers, especially when they've been bought as a gift by someone else, they feel like they're getting the treatment to a certain degree without spending any money. So they are slightly more likely to increase that when they come in to potentially buy some retail product because they don't feel they've actually spent any money at this point. So the people who do come in with vouchers are a great opportunity for you to both get new clients, sell more retail, potentially even sell add-ons to the treatment that they're actually booking or coming in for. Vouchers are great present ideas as well. Um, I looked into this and there were some amazing stats around this. 57% of people at this time of year intend to buy a gift voucher for someone. That was that was some recent data that I got from a recent uh, US government study. Um, so 57% of people intend to buy a gift voucher for someone for Christmas this year. And 72% of the people who buy a gift voucher want to support local businesses over buying it from some kind of giant multinational or something like that. So that's huge news for you because if you have gift vouchers, um, you know, 72% want to support local businesses, which is great. So we want to maximize the sales of your gift voucher. So here's some ideas 
and reminders and recommendations of how to do this. First of all, like I've already said, make them special for Christmas. What can you do to your existing vouchers easily to make them a bit more Christmassy? If you have the opportunity to print new ones, you know, they can match your Christmas colors, your Christmas layout, anything that you've done generally to your salon or your marketing to kind of make it more Christmassy, you can make your vouchers match that. Even if it's a case of using your existing vouchers, but maybe just getting some Christmassy envelopes to put them in or something like that. Whatever you can do to kind of make them a little bit more relevant at this time of year, that's just going to help people make that connection between buying them and them being a gift for Christmas. Okay. Um, options. You can have vouchers for amounts of money. You can have vouchers for treatments. You can have vouchers for packages, but you can even go one further and have vouchers for whole transformations. So if you offer an entire transformational offer for your clients, for example, maybe it's a completely transform your skin and it's a much longer process um, with many other treatments and, and lots of other things and bits and pieces in place, you know, don't be afraid to create vouchers for those. You know, don't hold yourself back thinking that people won't spend that kind of money. Plus, if you have those vouchers, you can talk about them on social media. And this has that $1,000 sandwich effect. If you haven't heard that story, go back and listen to a few podcast episodes ago. Um, but by talking about that high-end voucher you have, that will get people's attention, let them know that you do gift vouchers, and that will increase the number of people who buy your lower-end gift vouchers just anyway, because they want to be the person that buys a gift voucher from that salon that has that amazing transformational offer. Okay, product knowledge and suggestions is big here too. If you get someone coming to you because they know that their friend, family member, wife, husband, son, daughter, whatever, come to you already and they want to buy something they're actually going to like, make sure that you've got a quick ability to look up that person, see what treatments they have generally and make a recommendation. Again, don't be afraid to make a real recommendation of what you know that they would love. Even if you think that's a lot of money for someone, it's not your job to control their budget. All right. I'm not saying suggest something that they wouldn't actually like or wouldn't benefit from them just because it's your most expensive treatment. But all I'm saying here is don't be afraid to make the correct suggestion. Don't make the decision about budget for the person who's asking for them, unless they specifically say how much they want to spend. Um, the next one is a bonus. Okay. Give away a low value treatment with some Christmas purchases. So for example, if someone comes in and buys one of your Christmas gift retail boxes, okay, you could offer them a free low value voucher, say 10 pounds, 20 pounds, $30, something like that. Now, not only does that make your Christmas boxes um, and your gift, your sorry, your retail much more uh, attractive to buy from you because there's this additional thing that they get, but by supplying that low value gift voucher for free, and making sure that they'd have to spend additional money to come in and use it, that could potentially bring you a new client or additional business in next year. Now, you need to be a bit careful with this because if you know it's being bought for someone who's an existing client, then potentially you're just going to be doing yourself out of money. But if you think it's going to be for someone who's never been before, you could give that voucher away. That could potentially be new business coming in in the new year. And again, if no one uses that voucher, you've lost nothing because it didn't cost you anything in the first place. Okay. And the second bonus, and this is one that I would recommend everyone do, any gift vouchers that are bought in the next six weeks are more than likely going to be a Christmas present. You agree? Yes. So what you want to do is make sure you're capturing email addresses, email addresses at least of the person buying the gift voucher. And if you can, the email address of the person that it's being bought for. And the reason I say to do this is because typically, again, depending on your business, but typically... Um, most beauty businesses go quite quiet in January, some even into February. 
So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're stacking the odds in your favor for business in January. So what you can do is if you really maximized your gift voucher sales in December, then in January, you can put a message out to people who've bought gift vouchers or been bought gift vouchers. And you can say, look, if you come and use your gift voucher in January, we will give you um, something additional. We will upgrade your treatment. We will give you an extra treatment. We will make it extra special, give you a take home, give you an extra consultation, whatever it is that you can put on top. But basically, you are adding a greater value to using that voucher in January. Now, the reason you're doing this is because traditionally, if you are quiet in January, what that's doing is it's bringing in business in January. That means that you are busy, but it also means that you get to convert that gift voucher money into revenue in January when you're quiet. So that's bringing in the revenue for January. And then when you start to get busy in, say, February, you've already got a lot of your gift voucher revenue out of the way. So you can start generating new money from the people who are coming in in February. So if you don't have that sort of system in place, Figure out how you can do that very quickly, um, because I guarantee that's going to be a huge help for you when you hit the new year. Now, some big things to not forget about about gift vouchers is the terms and conditions. Now, if you want a complete rundown of the terms and conditions and everything you need to do around gift vouchers, go and check out episode 66 of this very podcast, where I give you full detail on 10 ways to make more money using gift cards. But as a quick reminder here, the two most important things you need to make sure you have clarified in the terms and conditions for your gift vouchers are any usage restrictions. So first of all, when can the voucher be used? So if you can only use it between a certain time frame, can it only be used on certain days of the week? Can it only be used for certain treatments or can it not be used for certain treatments? Is it for only certain members of staff? Those kind of things. So just make sure you're very, very clearly laid out what the conditions of using the voucher are. And then the really big one of these, but really deserve its own separate point is the expiry date of the voucher. Now, the reason this is so important is, like I've said, in most places, and please check with your accountant or tax advisor on this, but in most places, you cannot claim the gift voucher money as revenue until you have delivered a good or a service to uh, for the value of that money, or until the voucher has reached its expiry date. Now, I'm not saying that as soon as it hits the expiry date, you take the money and you never speak to the client again. There's lots of ways to do this, and I'll give you another bonus tip in a second. But basically, you want to make sure that you have very clearly defined the expiry date on the voucher so that you know when you can turn this into revenue if the person never comes in. It also means that you can send out a reminder to your clients, say, a month before their expiry, so that you can bring them in. So if they have forgotten to come in and you want to make sure that they get the treatment that they have been purchased, then you can remind them, which is, let's face it, really good customer service and is going to help you keep clients in the long run. Now, what you can do, and this is a, a tip that I stole 100% from, I think it was I think it was Red Letter Days. But basically, a few years ago, I was bought a flight in a, an airplane, you know, where you get to kind of go and, and do like a one day course to learn a few things about flying a plane, and then you get to go up with a pilot and take over the controls and stuff like that. Well, I was bought that uh, by a friend of mine, I think it might have been for Christmas, it was either Christmas or my birthday. Anyway, I did the thing that we did that we normally do, and you kind of get the voucher and like, oh, that sounds great. And you put it in a drawer, forget about it. And then, you know, Sod's Law happens, you find it, but you find it like a year and three weeks after it was bought for you. And it's just, just, just expired. So what I did was I phoned up the company, I said, oh, I've got this voucher, it was bought for me, and I'm really sorry it's gone past the expiry day. And they said, oh, yeah, we're sorry too, it has expired. However, if you want, for a small admin fee, you can reactivate that voucher for three months. 
And I think the the admin fee was like £15 or something like that. But I knew the voucher was probably worth about £100. So for me, that was a no-brainer. It meant I could pay them £15 and still get the full value and experience of the voucher for me, which I wanted to do. But also, I didn't want to waste my friend's money either. So that's something that you could consider. You could have a reactivation fee for a voucher that has expired in your business. And it's just a way to make a little bit extra money whilst also providing amazing customer service. So you can have that little tip on me. So those are some amazing ways to maximize revenue, maximize money in your business at this time of year. Now, I kind of flew through those because I wanted to cover as many of them as I could in this episode. If you want any more information on those, there are separate trainings on these inside of my Beauty Business Hackers Facebook group. All you need to do is go on Facebook, search for Beauty Business Hackers. Uh, You'll find that straight away. Join the group. We'll ask you a couple of questions just to make sure that you're a real person and you actually work in the beauty industry. And then you're in and all of the free training in there is available to you. Now, don't forget, if you want to get your hands on the free Christmas planner, which will help you put all of this into place in your business, all you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash Christmas, and that will be available for you there. So I hope this has been useful for you. If it has, I'd love you to leave me a review. So head on over to iTunes, give me a quick uh, star rating. Please be honest. Um, And if you have a few extra minutes, leave me a review as well. Please tell me what you love about the show. Please tell me if you've got any suggestions or things you'd like to hear on the show. I'd love to hear about those as well. So that's just iTunes. Hit the sections for reviews. Give me a quick star rating out of five and also leave me a review if you have an extra minute or so. Okay. I'll be back again next week. Have an amazing week. And don't forget to get these things in place as soon as possible, because you can make a huge amount of your annual turnover in the next five or six weeks. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.